From Pain to Purpose is a show that will bring inspiration, love, and healing to your lives. It's a show that will teach you that your trials and tribulations in life is only temporary and that it's only preparing you for your greatest calling. A show that will give you the courage to share your story with the world and not care what others may think or say. For your story is the key that will unlock someone else's prison. What was meant to kill you, God used it to prosper, restore, and strengthen you. To always remember that without pain, your purpose cannot be fulfilled into the power that God has ordained you to walk in. From Pain to Purpose by Aisha Monique. Stay tuned. Speak your truth. Hello and welcome to From Pain to Purpose podcast. Today on the show, we have radio personnel, DJ, and entrepreneur, CJ the DJ. Howdy, howdy. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm wonderful. Glad to be here. That's good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm born and raised from Savannah. Um, been DJing 10 years now, April this year made 10 years and uh i'm just always up to something okay <laughs> all right so when did it all begin for you like how did you get discovered um i wouldn't necessarily say the word discovered um but that's just me um i actually i knew i always wanted a career in music i just didn't know what um i knew i didn't want to be a rapper um and uh actually got into DJing through promoting my freshman year of college. Um, I had a homeboy who was DJing. Shout out to DJ Mel. Um, and uh, me and uh, another one of my homeboys, um, EJ Franchise, who DJs as well, we used to, you know, go out to clubs with him and stuff. Um, and so my freshman year, I actually started off as a promoter. Um, but after a while, like, promoting became cool, but it was like, all right, I want to do a little bit more. This is more. And so I got into hosting. Um, hosting was cool. Then I wanted to do a little bit more. So I got into <laughs> DJing. So, um, and I mean, it's just kind of how it is. Like, you know, after so, after so long, like, I'm like, what's next? If I don't figure out what I'm doing next, then I kind of get bored with it. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. So what's life like being a DJ? Um... It's for for me. Everybody has different uh perspectives. For me, it's just all about balance. Um, you know, I I guess because I've been DJing a little bit longer than like some of the DJs coming up now. Um, the time frame, the era, and just my mindset is a little bit different. Like I know a lot of DJs like the DJ for the attention or for the perks, mm-hmm. uh, the notoriety. None of that really means much to me. Um, it's always really just been about the music. Um, but the experience that's come with it has, uh, you know what I'm saying, caused me to to, to want to do more, want to pursue more. That's why I said I wouldn't really use the word discover. Okay. Um, because coming up as a DJ, like, um, man, you know, it was actually the opposite. Like, nobody really was trying to give a chance or an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So my mindset just became, all right, I just create my own mindset on my own. I mean, I just create my own opportunity, okay. you know. Like, um, I actually DJed in South Carolina for a whole year before I ever played anywhere in Savannah. Really? And I'm from Savannah. My first year as wow. a DJ, I had played uh, in South Carolina um, didn't play anywhere in Savannah. Like, nobody really was trying to, you know what I'm saying, look out. So. Wow. So. so how is it 
Oh, I mean, nah, it's all love, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's love, you know, I get a lot of love from a lot of people, you know, and I'm, and I'm appreciative, but, you know, it's those uh, humble beginners, if that's what you want to call it, okay. that just keep me grounded. Okay. So, like, what are some of the um, struggles, you know, you face as a DJ, as an entrepreneur, and a radio person? Um, as a DJ coming up, my biggest struggle was just... uh. I mean, just like I said, creating opportunities for myself, um, for me and the people around me. Um, you know, like I said, you know, coming up, I DJed all in South Carolina, uh, you know, with uh, DJ Mel and a few other folks. We were at like uh, Studio 7 back in the day. We were at like 170. Um, and, uh, you know, even when I got... Got my first gig in Savannah. I actually got my first gig in Savannah, filling in for another DJ at Daiquiri Island. Okay. Um, and that's kind of where things broke for me here. But even afterwards, like you know, at the time, like you know, there were uh, there were already veteran DJs in place, so nobody really was trying to look out for a new DJ. So you know, me and my homeboys at the time was just like we just do our own thing. So we started throwing house parties. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The house party used to be something serious, man. So, um, and and I think that was around the time that I really found a love for like the entrepreneurial side of it, um, because for me at that point it became a thing of not so much having to go to somebody and ask somebody for work as much as I would just create and work myself, um, and uh, you know, I mean, even as a DJ, like I mean, there were times like I really. You know, really went through a ringer. There was a period where uh, me, shout out to EJ Franchise and DJ Ignite, because we all kind of came in it together. At one point, like, we were roommates. And, like, you know, I remember us having a discussion. We was like, man, you know, uh, man, I don't know if we could do this forever. You know what I'm saying? And I, <laughs> but I, I wasn't yeah. really trying to let it go. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, um, like you know, EJ had went into the Army. Um, Ig had went into the Navy. Um, and... Uh, Man, I just remember like having a conversation with God one night, like walking around my neighborhood, like it had to be about four o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, man, I was like, if everything that I feel and see if it's for me, then let every step from this moment forward move me closer to that. And if not, then let every step move me further from that. I was like, I want guidance. I don't want confirmation. I don't want no bird to fall out no tree. I don't want no star to shoot out of the sky. I just rather guidance. Uh, fast forward. Um, I was about to join the Navy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, my two homeboys, my two roommates, they was already gone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm about to go ahead and be up out of here, too. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go to Jacksonville and get sworn in on a Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, that Wednesday before, I got a phone call from uh, E93 about coming to DJ gig for him. Wow. So I was just like, yeah, that I'm just going to ride. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. So who's your biggest inspiration? Um... My kids, my kids, my son, shout out to Caleb and Dallas. Um, they they keep me going. Okay. And uh, they, they keep me going on all aspects. You know, it's like I've always, I, I try to like not let myself get locked in a comfort zone with certain things, you know what I'm saying, which is part of the reason like even over the course of my career from, you know, the DJ group that I was with when I first started to, um, my time when I was on E93 and I left, you know what I'm saying, to other things that I've done, like, you know, it's always really been about not getting comfortable in my comfort zone. And um, 
like my sons are a great source of inspiration because it's like you can get comfortable but then there's so much more that you could do to show them or you know what i'm saying or be a much better example for them so they're pretty much my my inspirations so if you weren't djing what would you be doing i can't answer that because that's never really been my that's never really been my mindset like when i knew when i got into djing I knew that that's what I wanted to do. You know, I was like, I always knew I wanted a career in music. I just didn't know what. Um, and DJing was a way that I could do what I love and I could make a living for myself at the same time. So it's like, I could work on a plan B, but if I work on a plan B, I'm gonna get distracted by plan B and it's gonna take away from plan A, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, my mindset was just stick with it and um i mean like i faced a lot of adversities you know what i'm saying this even it was even a point where like i was i was homeless for like a week you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so but you know i take i don't take nothing nothing bad from any of it i'm actually grateful for all of it you know what i'm saying so i know you say you always looking for what's next so what's next for you um man well now like i'm just you know uh trying to still do things myself like i dj a lot you know what i'm saying outside of the city as much as i'm in the city which is great um i'm also you know trying to in the best way that i can create opportunities for others other djs um other other people who want to come up you know what i'm saying in the industry of some sort um uh shoot i mean it's just a variety of things i got i'm getting into producing um both both from the executive standpoint and from the creating beat standpoint um um shoot you know working on a soundtrack for the upcoming cinematic blockbuster sundance savannah coming soon shameless plug (laughs) the most shameless of plugs The most shameless of plugs. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just a variety of things, you know. And at the same time, trying to maintain the balance of uh, still being me, you know, and still being who I am as a person, who I am as a father, who I am as a individual. So, do you have like any down days where you just not, you don't have a show or? busy like what do you do um it's either one or two things is gonna happen if i'm not djing i'm either going to take that time to do something else that i should have should have done needed to have gotten done didn't get done and then that day off is going to get filled up with a bunch of miscellaneous tasks um, or I'm just going to really, if I got a day off, I might just really, really commit to it and go ghost. But it's either going to be one of those two things. Okay. <laughs> and I know you mentioned earlier, you said it's the experience for you. What, like, what are some experiences that you experience at your shows? Um, like just any event that I've DJed? Yes. Um, like what was one of your most memorable one of my most memorable events. Um, one of my most memorable events, uh, I would probably say might have been like my first homecoming. The first homecoming for Savannah State that I had actually like DJed the whole week. Like they had a kickoff party 
uh, that Sunday in Tiger Arena. Um, and I mean, like it, the way it was set up, like it, it literally, it was different from a club because it was like a stage and me and thousands of people. And, you know, being able to, like DJing, a lot of people attribute to DJing to just being able to play the right songs at the right times and all of that. And it's really not that. Like, people hard to please. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> people hard to please. And so being in a situation where, like, um, you know, I could keep that many people simultaneously, you know, lit at the same time. Like, that was a memorable event. Honestly, like, I, I would say, like, a lot of my gigs I look at as memorable events. You know what I'm saying? I, I look at, like, I equate DJing, like, to playing basketball in the sense of, like, you know, I could play against any opponent. And I don't know how they play. You know what I'm saying? If I play basketball, I don't know how this person play. I just know that I'm playing against them. You know what I'm saying? They could be better than me. They could be worse than me. They might be a better shooter. They might be a better whatever. Might be a worse whatever. It doesn't. I don't know. I just know I'm playing against them. And I look at that like DJing. Like, no matter what crowd I get in front of, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know these people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what these people like. I don't know what these people going through in their day-to-day struggle. I don't know who pissed them off hours before they got here. I don't know who made them happy before they got here. I don't know. They might be coming in here to blow off some steam about something. But I know every time I plug up in front of a crowd, you know what I'm saying? Not just in one area, but like even when I go out of town, you know what I'm saying? Because people in different different cities and different areas vibe to different stuff, totally different. But to be able to go into any in front of any crowd and like make people have like a genuine good time, like, you know, that's that's a, a experience within itself. That's good. So how do you, how like I always wonder, how do you determine like what songs to play or uh just watching people I mean, just taking it, creating a vibe. Um vibing out for the most part um watching the crowd and seeing like kind of what they reacting and seeing what kind of crowd i got in front of me and assessing it from there i mean you got different type of crowds you have people that genuinely want to come party and have a good time and then you got people that they just do to look good yeah. that's it they just do to thirst trap somebody get yeah. a few drinks see if they could get a phone bill paid or something <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But yet and still, mm-hmm. I'm going to make their ass dance too. Okay. So. <laughs> so what advice would you give to up-and-coming radio personnel, entrepreneurs, and DJs? Um, to, to DJs, um, know why you want to do, do it. If you want to do it for the attention, then that's what your career is going to become based about. Your, your career is going to become a chase for staying on top of generating attention at some point it's not going to be about what you actually can do as much as how many likes or how many people you can get to back what you got going on if you in it for the music you know what i'm saying same difference you know your focus is always going to be about the music you know what i'm saying if your focus whatever your reason and rationale for djing is you know that's know that um for entrepreneurs um know that you're gonna fail you know what I'm saying? More times than you're going to succeed. But every failure is... Every failure isn't a bad thing, you know. And if you look at your failures as a bad thing, it's going to become discouraging. You have to look at your failures as, you know, one or two things. Either it's something that's... You needed that so that you can know not to do that again. 
or you needed that failure to put you on the track that you actually should be going on. And um, for anybody who want to be a radio personality, man, just understand that it's a lot more than talking. And the more, if if you really want to have some weight, you need to be able to do more than just talk. And the more skills you teach yourself, the more valuable you become to anybody with a radio station. I mean, it's it's everybody talks every day. Mm-hmm. Everybody got something to say, whether it's right, wrong. I mean, people know how to be loud, whether they're right or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so and be, loud and, <laughs> and be loud and wrong, and you know what I'm saying. I say it all the time, the phony ones are people's favorites, mm-hmm. and you can never compete with somebody who don't know what they're talking about, but know how to sound like yeah. they know what they're talking about. So if you want to be a radio personality, you got to really know how to do so much more than just talk, and you got to also kind of understand like that. With you being a radio personality, it's not necessarily about what you're saying as much as it's about what people are saying. And, you know, um, something that I try to do as a personality is I try to not be the guy with the mic who's talking, but be the guy with the mic who lets other people say what they feel. So, CJ, I know you've worked for both radio stations. Yeah. So, CJ, I know you work for both radio stations, E93 and 94.1. How did that whole process come about, and how do you feel about that? Like, what's the backstory? We're all in Uncut. <laughs> uncut, you're trying to start some fires. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, man, let me first and foremost say I, I don't have an issue with E93. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's that's why I got my starting radio. Um, you know, shout out the uh the big dog Kenya Kabeen, shout out to uh Gil Jones, shout out Lil G. Um But um I mean it was, it was just it was a combination of things. You know, I got my start there, um and when I first came on I was actually just uh just an event DJ. So any events that they were doing, that's that's pretty much what I was doing. Um and then that blossomed into me doing weekends. Um, which turned into me doing weekends and doing the the afternoon mix live, which turned into me doing weekends, events, the afternoon mix and nights, which turned into me just doing a whole bunch of stuff. And um, you know, what I'm saying at the time it was, you know, it was really all about the love. Um, uh, but I mean, like I said, for me, you know, with anything, like with anything that we do in life, the more we do it, the more we get comfortable with it. And, um, you know, at that point, it was a combination of things. Um, the biggest being, like, I felt like, you know, I got so caught up in doing so much over there. Um, and then not only that, like, I felt like, you know, contrary to what a lot of people don't know is I went, it was a point where I went to both stations and was like, hey, man, I just want to get on. Like, I'll come in here and don't trash. <laughs> just the you know what I'm saying pick up what I could pick up you know what I'm saying and uh one station was nice about it and then it was like nah and uh the other station they were just like hell nah we straight um but you know what I'm saying I felt like you know I, at that time I took it like okay you know what I'm saying when somebody tells me no you either telling me not yet or not with you you know what I'm saying but you're not telling me it can't happen all together okay. so that was my mindset and so um like, you know, I just made it so that, I mean, we were already doing house parties. By that point, you know, um, I was DJing at uh, uh, Daiquiri. Daiquiri had started booming. 
Um, I had just got downtown uh, DJing uh, at Tantra. Um, so it was just kind of like you couldn't really escape me, you know what I'm saying, whether I was on radio or not. Yeah. Um, so when I got on, you know what I'm saying, when I got on with E and it got to the point that I was doing everything, a lot of things kind of started changing. And I felt like a lot of the things that I did that got me on radio in the first place, um, I wasn't doing as much of. Um, and then also, I mean, it was just kind of a thing. I think, you know, it was a lot. Like, I was working for the station. I was going to Savannah State full time. I had a son. I had my other son on the way. Um, and by the time I got to the point that I was just working, like, full time, I just kind of was like, um, well, not full time from a from a employee standpoint, but I mean, just doing so much. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, there was a conversation where I was just like, uh, you know, a hey, my son is on the way. My, my youngest son and um i was like hey look i don't really want full time i just need you know insurance you know what i'm saying because like his mom's was going to be out of work for a while you know what i'm saying uh, she was working for the school board at the time and they gave her insurance as an employee for the board but she was going to be out on maternity leave and couldn't get it so i'm just like hey you know i just need insurance like i ain't got to pay me no extra bread just give me the insurance um and come to find out you know they didn't even really the person that i had a conversation with that about who was supposed to have a conversation with the higher ups about it didn't even have a conversation with the higher ups about it and so i just kind of felt like you know damn like you know i'm doing all of this and on top of that like i can't even fully fully be me the way i want to be me because y'all telling me i should do do it this way or say things this way and i'm like i've been not you know what i'm saying so I just, you know, like I say all the time, man, like I feel like, you know, not just with myself, like with anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always something greater on the other side of your comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? At some point, like, if you want more, you're going to have to throw yourself into a completely uncomfortable situation. And, um, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's kind of always been my mindset. So I was like, you know, I'd rather start from scratch and get back to what got me here in the first place than the... You know what I'm saying? Stay in a situation where, I, you know, like I said, I mean, it was just a combination of things, but so that's what it was. Um, and, uh, you know, during that time off, man, like I got to see a lot, you know, I got to see how many people were genuinely rocking with me for me versus who was rocking with me because I was on the radio. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was uh, only off air for like six months. I wasn't really off air for a long time before I finally got on air with the beat. Um, but, you know, I mean, in that six months, like, uh, rappers who would hit me up every other day or every other hour, I should say, about playing a song, well, and that's a call or a text, uh, promoters who used to be like, hey, man, I ain't got it. Can you look out for me? You know what I'm saying? They don't want to, they don't want to and come through, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a, a whole lot of, a whole lot of turnaround. Even, even endorsements, even on the business end, you know what I'm saying? I had endorsements with a, with a, a few liquor brands and like, they was like, hey, he not on radio no more. So, we straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, that's what I mean when I say you have to like step outside your comfort zone because for them six months, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? For those six months, like. I wasn't on radio no more, so people just, for whatever reason, felt like, oh, he ain't the same. He ain't worth as much no more. We just not going to rock with him. Or he want too much for what he asking for him not to be on radio no more, so we not rocking. And, I mean, that was cool with me. Like I said, my mindset has always been, like, either not yet or not with you. So I took that time frame to really invest in 
what I had going on with heroics. You know what I'm saying? And um and uh, you know, we just we had a lot of different things going on. We started launching well, we already had a podcast. No, we actually started launching a launching a podcast during that time frame along with like a a website, a magazine, you know, we built up um a team of solid DJs, you know what I'm saying? Cause our thing was we would rather have like, you know, a handful of DJs who can actually mix, blend and, and turn people up versus having like a coalition of DJs yeah. who all just say, Hey yeah, we with the same imprint. Um so I took that time to just focus on that. Um and you know, I mean, walking out on faith it all works out because, you know, with with the is is different in different places, but with radio, like you can't just leave one station and automatically jump on board with the next station. You know what I'm saying? You kind of have to wait a period. For here, it was six months, mm-hmm. and so you know what I'm saying. I just counted all God that you know what I'm saying. I left uh, E93 in July 2015, and come February 2016, I'm back on air. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, it was just a blessing. I mean, I like, you know, I like my situation. Like I said, I don't have no bad blood with with, with anybody over there. It was just the, the situation. But, um, I mean, you know, sometimes, like I said, you got to go through that. And I think that's why my mindset is the way it is now with how I approach people. Like, you know, a lot of people may feel like, like, you know, somebody said earlier, they was like, man, like I'm popular. Everybody know me, but nobody really knows me. And that's because, you know, I am kind of low key, you know what I'm saying, just to like, I like the music, I like the entertainment industry, but I understand that it's just entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people who, uh, you know what I'm saying, will interact with you, they don't interact with you from a place of sincerity. And you know what I'm saying, that's, that's, that's I ain't going to say that's cool, that is what it is, but when you're talking about, uh, when I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying, as far as I go with Everything I'm trying to do for myself, everything I'm trying to do for my family, everything I'm trying to do for my team and those around me and all of that, like, you know, I don't really operate in a space where I can have unsincere people around me because those are the people who mess up everything you got going on. And you have a lot of people who, you know, they just want to say, I know you or oh, I'm cool with you or that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if the time came that I was no longer in a position where I am, and would be some of the same people that would pick up the phone for me or respond to a text or even, you know what I'm saying, come kick it. So, you know, like, I mean, I, I, I love my city, like, and that's 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 the biggest thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've had opportunities to go, you know, other places. And, like, you know what I'm saying? For me, my biggest thing is for as much traveling as I do, for all these other cities that I go to, for all these people that I meet, like, the first part of it is, yeah, Savannah going to always be home. But the second part of it is, like, I don't see Savannah how a lot of people genuinely see Savannah. Like, you know, I look at Savannah like um, we see cities like Atlanta, Miami, New York. And, like, these cities are what they've always been. And, I mean, they're not getting no bigger. You know what I'm saying? They are what they always have been. But then when you look at cities like Charlotte, Jacksonville, Orlando, Savannah, all of these cities are, like, cities that are growing and like when you talk about like the next two years three years where are these cities gonna be even if you look at just savannah you know what i'm saying right now we got people out the city in the nfl people out the city in the nba they shooting disney movies here marvel movies here they shooting reality shows here you know um all of that aside like you know we got the third largest port in the country you know what i'm saying not just on the east coast so it's like 
we not no hole in the wall city. And when I travel to other places and it's like, man, Savannah ain't no hole in the wall. How like people, you know what I'm saying? Like people talk about crabs in the bucket, but every city got crabs in the bucket. And if you want to be honest, like Savannah of all areas, we on the coast. We know how to deal with crabs. We eat them. So yeah. what does crabs <laughs> in the bucket matter? You I know what I'm saying? we've been here so long. But it's just, it's just like people don't, people don't, I mean, no matter how long we've been here, I've been here, you know what I'm saying, all my life. And it's just kind of like, man, like I just see it. Like I see that. And so, you know, I feel like coming up, the biggest thing for me coming up was a lot of people didn't want to give me an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. That is what that is. It is what it is. And I don't hold anything against anybody, whoever, you know what I'm saying, uh, tried to block me because the reality is, had they given me that opportunity, would I be where I'm at? You know what I'm saying? It's because they didn't that I got where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, moving forward, like, you know, I understand my role in Savannah. I understand, you know, what I could do, you know what I'm saying, the possibilities of what I can do. And I mean, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where I go. If my home isn't hitting on nothing, then what does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, I can go DJ wherever, go on a whole tour. But then when I come home or if I bring some people that I've met on the road, hey, yeah, uh, come on, let's come to my city. You know what I'm saying? Then they like, damn, well, what your city got going on? Yeah, <laughs> what your city hitting on? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, that's my biggest thing. And I think, like, you know, I just want to be able to get people to see the city in the same light, man. Like, we not, we're not a, a hole in the wall city. And we actually are in a good spot, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, in the next two to three years, even on the music scene, once upon a time, you know, people were talking about, like, how... You know, the city would never, ever have another flaws or nothing ever like that. You know what I'm saying? But now, look, we got artists in the city all making valid moves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to call names. Anybody listening can think of at least three people right now yeah. who is doing something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, man, like, we a city that's, that's growing. And coming back to me, like, you know, I understand as a DJ, as somebody who's from here, as somebody who saw the city you know what i'm saying back in the day somebody who sees the city now like i just understand my role in it all you know what i'm saying and that, and that's really all what it is i mean that's not to say i'm gonna be here for forever um but i mean at the same breath like i don't know man like like i said shoot it doesn't matter where i go I could go DJ and pipe up i could go move to this city and do this here and do that there but when I come back home, what's going on? And you look at a lot of people who from Savannah who've made some success for themselves. And I mean, like, not to knock them, but when do they really come home? When do they really ever give back? When do they even, not even giving back, because I ain't telling people what to do with their money, but when do they ever come and try to give somebody else from here an opportunity? The only time they come here is to be like, hey, yeah, I'm still successful. Y'all still I'm saying, Shh. they might kick it for a weekend. And then they out, they gone, and we right back to the basics, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah, man, Savannah got too too much talent, too much potential, you know what I'm saying, for for that to be the norm. So, you know what I'm saying, I'm just doing my part. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. Oh, stop it. On the show today. No problem. It was a pleasure. No problem. No problem. Until next time, from Pain to Purpose with Aisha Mooney. Until next time, from Pain to Purpose podcast with Aisha Mooney. 
you can find me on Facebook at Asia Monique. And you can also find me on Instagram at underscore Asia, A-I-S-H-A underscore Monique, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E.